Well, we're in a fascinating piece of Gemara. Um, how did we get here? Uh, the, we were talking about when there's multiple brothers. We had a lot of those multiple brothers cases uh, and multiple sisters in some cases where there's a need uh, that first chalitza is given and then uh, the other brother can proceed. Uh, sometimes it was two different men, but it was important that uh, the marriage, uh, the yibam, not take place until there's a chalitza uh, for various reasons. The question we had was, what happens if they didn't follow the order and they jumped the gun? Somehow with marriage, people like to, uh, occasionally they just jump in. They don't, they're not going to let anything get in their way. So uh, the question was whether once they, uh, the Mishnah said if they, uh, this was the, um, the Mishnah on Chavkimol Amad Beis, uh, we said, Kadmu Vakansu. They went ahead, they didn't wait for the Chalitzas, the two sides, uh, the case there was that they weren't sure who married the, uh, the older sister and the younger sister, they, each one, they didn't know which woman, but if they went ahead and they married, we don't make them separate. So now we're going on marriages that uh, people jumped the gun uh, and didn't do what the sages necessarily advised. When do we allow it to carry on? And when do we say, nope, get divorced? So that was really, that's where we're at. That's really the subject that we uh, jumped into uh, that was a little bit surprising, meaning that... Uh, it's, it's, now we're on a different, we're nothing to do with Yibam. But uh, the question is when people get involved in marriages. So we were talking about uh, in, an interesting subject when somebody is a uh, suspect of fooling around with a woman. So the problem is we didn't want that person to marry the woman afterwards. There were different opinions why. Uh, the, basically, we didn't want people to uh, say the rumors were true, uh, that the person were assuming that hopefully a person really didn't. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the bedrock of Judaism or Yiddishkeit for us is that we are careful with our morality. We don't, uh, we're not loose about these things, when no matter what the modern society or ancient society. It's so funny, our modern society has changed the morals. They went back to 4,000 years ago in Egypt. <laughs> that's, they think that's the new style to... Uh, right, it's really like, uh, so uh, we don't, uh, and th we don't even want people to uh, say, I, I thought this guy was doing something funny with that woman, he married her, right? So we, in most cases, we do not want him to marry, but if he went ahead and did, we said, the Mishnah said, we don't make them get divorced. But what about if the person was suspect on a married woman? He was overly friendly with someone else's wife. And then that wife got divorced. Do we let him marry? And it could be they got divorced because he was overly friendly with that uh, married person's wife. And so that was the question uh, that the person then divorced the wife and then this person wishes to uh, marry her. So the question was, what, what was that case? Why was that wife divorced? Was there evidence that this guy... Uh, had uh, done something improper with the wife, or was it on rumor that the husband just heard, you know, what was exactly that case? So uh, we started this subject on the bottom of Chavdal at Ahmed Beis, and we heard uh, one view uh, that was uh, that uh, Rav, when he was sleeping, or one of the people said, Rav must have said this when he was sleeping, that the case was there were witnesses. Uh, 
But we want to try a different approach, uh, and that's where uh, three lines from the bottom. Uh, the Iboy Seima. Uh, or we could explain the case the following. Hani Masnisa, these brises that talk about somebody getting uh, divorced uh, from their wife who was suspect of adultery, the case wasn't that there was actual witnesses, but the case was there was something that looked pretty ugly, uh, that looked pretty likely that something funny was happening. And what is that? And again, the question is, do you break up a family because of, well, you don't have cold, hard evidence, all right? Tosos also talks about over here, don't you usually need, doesn't he need to give him a warning? Like, is, like there, that's the way Sota works, where there's a warning, and uh, uh, Tosos, the bottom Tosos gets into that, uh, this uh, subject. But we're, uh, let's, uh, so Rebbe says to Tanya, Rochel Yotzev, a husband comes home, and uh, the milkman, the mailman, the, the, the peddler, the traveling peddler. These traveling peddlers apparently sold spices and perfumes that, that mostly women bought. So, but they don't usually come in the house. In this case, the husband comes at the door and, and the peddler is coming out of his house. The Isha Kogeris Besinner and the woman is adjusting her underclothing. Very suspicious. So Omar, Rebbe, Rebbe says... There's no testimony. He has no proof that anything happened. But since this looks very ugly, he should get divorced from this woman. We don't know whether he pays the marriage, uh, the alimony, he doesn't pay the alimony, but uh, Rebbe says they have to get divorced. Another case, if there's spit on the top of the bed. So again, he has to know exactly what the bed looked like, what kind of spit. Some people say this isn't spit, but uh, uh, just a liquid. That's very suspicious. There's a stain on the... But um, if it's spit, it's because she would have been facing up. And normally, uh, that, when would a, white, a woman been facing up? Usually you sleep, you're on your side or you face down. You don't spit up. It's just because the woman was uh, in that position. So that's how the spit is on the top of the bed. Very suspicious. So, so that's the second case. Third case. We turn to today's page. Interesting word that the Gemara uses. It's, it's ugly. It's ugly, right, right. Strange. Strange, right, right, right. It's not evidence. It's not cold, hard evidence, but it, this is, you know, this is bad. <laughs> right, that's right. Now, the third case, menalem hafuchim. The, uh, the shoes are backwards under the bed. So um, there are different ways to understand. Uh, so the different ways to understand what's going on here with the uh, the shoes backwards. Some people learn that usually there's normally if she's the only one home, it, she would have had the only pair of shoes there. But if the uh, if the shoes are pushed to the back, it meant there was another pair of shoes there, meaning that someone else had come and put his shoes. Um, but there's a whole there is this discussion about exactly what's. Um, uh, this uh, Rashi, if you want, says Manel Mafukim PM Lamata. They're like upside down. Vadi Shonachrihem, and um, uh, these are stranger shoes. There's a funny pair of sandals here. So why are they upside down? that nobody should like see them? Again, it's a question. Exactly what he means? Um, did he, he was waiting for a quick escape? Are these uh, shoes extra? Something's funny going on with these shoes. 
under the bed. So uh, that's uh, because so all three of these cases, Rebbe establishes that even without witnesses, since it's mechur hadaver, it's ugly. Uh, therefore, the husband should get divorced. Now, Now, if these shoes are are uh, switched or they're funny. So why don't we examine them further? Maybe they're just, you know, women like to wear lots of shoes. What's the big deal? Lexley demanded and go see who they are. The place where the shoes are kept, it's like there's an indentation. There's a man's footprint over there. Um, one idea would be that, um, again, it has to do with the position of a person who was committing adultery. He would have been on top and his shoes would have like dug into the ground. Uh, a certain way. Like, in other words, the point of the shoes, we're getting real scientific in the footprints over here, but she would have been lying there. Her The shoes would have left a certain kind of footprint. If he would have been on top, then the, sh- the heel would have been at the bottom. And so these were like heel prints. It, it, it looked... Uh, so uh, either way, this is very suspicious. So how do we hold in this case? The Hilchasa Kavasa Rav, we hold like Rav, there has to be witnesses, and we hold like Rebbe, there doesn't have to be witnesses, but if it looks very ugly, then we, uh, that's enough. So the Morris said, Kasha Hilkasa, <laughs> it's a contradiction. So the Morris said, Lo Kasha, it depends. Ha Bakola the Pusik. If there's a rumor, but the rumor ends, uh, and uh, then we can follow, um, uh, then, uh, then you have to have witnesses in order to make them get divorced. In other words, if it's a temporary rumor. If the rumors don't go away, so even on uh, something that looks really bad, looks ugly, they'll have to get divorced. There is a Rashi here. Why would it be Pusik? The rumor stops. Rashi, It's There's a counter rumor. that Nah, it's not true. Now we're going to get to the discussion of dealing with rumors. Uh, it's really, um, apparently they, they were like official rumors. <laughs> it's like the, uh, what do they say in the gossip mill? Like sometimes you want to find out something, so you ask the, the people that are, are up on the gossip. Like, you know, something like, what's going on over there at, uh, at uh, you know? So you ask certain people, they tend to know what's happening. So that's the gossip mill. You know, it says uh, so-and-so uh, have eyes for so-and-so. So, uh, that, so now the Gemara says, let, let's keep on reading in the Gemara. Um, again, so, lo kasha, hada bakola de pasuk. That's when the rumor ends. Hada bakola de lo pasuk, when the rumors don't stop. Kola de lo pasuk, veleka edim. If there's, the rumors don't stop and there's no witnesses, karebi. Uh, but if it looks ugly, we make them get divorced. Kola de pasuk, if the rumors... Um, Stopped, but there are witnesses, uh, then it's, that we only make them get divorced if there's actually witnesses, Karab. The code low Pasukad Kama. Well, how long? I mean, eventually all rumors stop. People can only, you need new gossip to replace the old gossip, right? They, so how long is it? So Omer Abaya, Omer Liam. So mother told me, Duma de Masa Yomo Palga. The rumors go for a day and a half. And I don't know, not sure exactly how you know how long an official rumor is. It's like a news cycle. For a day and a half, everybody says, do you know so-and-so's wife was below uh, Armando um, Pasuk Beini Beini? Now, even then, that's if it didn't stop in the middle. Pasuk Beini Beini, but if it's like intermittent, there was some rumor, there wasn't, that's not, that's not a strong rumor. So, certain rumors, 
they, uh, there's no fighting back. They continue on and on, meaning that there's more and more evidence that they're true. Below, I'm in a low pasuk machmas yira. That's only true if they didn't stop uh, because they were afraid. Uh, there should be a Rashi on this. Um, no, there isn't a Rashi. It means like um, uh, the, 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 uh, somebody was afraid to say something because uh, they were threatened or there was, uh, they were afraid. Uh, the, the question is, if a rumor goes, sometimes it doesn't take much to have a rumor. There are people that like to say outrageous things. And there are people that like to throw some mud to the wall and see if it sticks. Oh, maybe so-and-so has eyes for this. Uh, uh, so-and-so's wife is, uh, seems to like that other fellow a lot. You know, people throw things out. But if, it, if, if the rumor goes away quickly, then you don't have, it doesn't have credibility. But uh, sometimes there's a reason that somebody says that they're going to smash this person's face if they keep on repeating the rumors. That tends to quiet the rumors. That doesn't prove that it's not a true rumor. It just means that uh, they were afraid. That's also true if this person didn't have enemies. But if the person have, have enemies, then the, the rumor was started deliberately to damage him. So again, these are the laws of rumors. Uh, uh, but apparently the rumors add credibility to a bad situation, and so it's sometimes if that's if everybody's talking about that person, plus you had mechura davar, then you'd make them divorced. What happens if a person gets divorced because she's got this bad reputation? Lo yachzer, you shouldn't take her back later. Mishum neder. What happens if she made these promises that made it impossible to live with her? She said, oh, she's going to be a vegan. She's going to do that. Sometimes people, certain people adopt certain things. And then it's very hard for the spouse to have to deal with what this person is committed to. And uh, they can't even change their mind because they made a vow. So, lo yaksu. Uh, so they shouldn't uh, take them back. Let's see Rashi. Mishum shem Rashi. Yotza that went on her. Lo yaksu. Appreciate time Hashem etenasalachim. Maybe she'll marry someone else. The Yotze Kol Alalazarishan Shishekahu. And the uh, people will find out that the original rumors that she got divorced were false. These Karad Hamagarish. And the, the first husband that divorced her will have Harata, Vyoma, Eloha, Yisiyudeya. Had I known that it wasn't true, I would have never divorced her. So if he takes her back, so then people are going to say that. Really, she was never divorced to begin with, but the problem was she married um, uh, the uh, she might have married someone else in between. So uh, therefore, we don't want to give credibility by remarrying her. He, he's uh, they're creating uh, problems. Wait, is it usher? I forgot. Is it usher for him to remarry a wife that's already gotten married once after their first divorce? Yeah, it's us. I, it is us. But I guess what we're saying is that once he divorces, he shouldn't uh, keep on looking into the information that he got divorced. Because if he later on decides it's okay, well, what about the case where she remarried in between? Uh, and then he starts telling people, had he only known that it wasn't true, he wouldn't have done it. And then it's going to cast aspersions that the divorce was really a divorce. And that would be bad for the new, for the new, the new ones. And, and the kids and the, that creates a problem. 
What happens if, um, uh, if he did remarry her? Do we force them to get divorced? Didn't we learn in our Mishnah, somebody was suspect committing adultery with a married woman, and her husband dumped her, even though the boyfriend marries her, we make him get divorced. So basically, if somebody is not supposed to marry someone and they do, we don't let them stay together. That's a big difference. Over there, um, the base didn't make them get divorced. Over here, uh, he did it on his own. So he did it on his own because he was suspicious. And later on, he can decide that it's not. Uh, and he learns the Mishnah also was that um, uh, that he did it on his own, not that he was forced. So, Vakati, uh, so then if that's true, both cases are equal. Why, in one case, if he remarries, it's okay, in one case, if he remarries, it's not okay. Vakati mi dami, hachabal, hasamboil. It's the difference between the husband and the lover. <laughs> we don't want the lover to marry her. Omele shaper dami hadadi. No, they are, they are comparable. Hacha omrabban lo yikanes. Over here, the rabbi said that the boyfriend shouldn't marry Mikanis Yotze. Hachanami, here also, the rabbi said the husband that divorced because of a rumor shouldn't remarry on Rabbi Lo Yaksri Because again, the, we like divorce to be final. We don't like a divorce. Well, maybe, maybe they'll get remarried. That's not the way to. A person should really be sure when they give the divorce. But, lo, he, uh, but um, there is a difference between the case of the husband and the case of the boyfriend. Over there, when the boyfriend marries her, that's giving, that makes it seem like the rumors were for sure true. So the reason we make them get divorced because he's proving that they, he really did fool around with this lady. Um, whereas over here, when the husband retakes her, over here, the husband is showing that the rumors were not true. He was able to remarry her because he decided that they weren't true. And so maybe there is no comparison. And so we're left with this question about this rule of in case, the, the, again, the rabbis in certain cases said not to remarry. What happens if they did? Would we then force them? And we, we're unconvinced that this is similar to the case of our Mishnah. Let's see Rashi, last Rashi for the Mishnah. Um, well, let's do the next, the previous. Boyle, Konis, if the Lover marries her, Dover Maguna, who it's disgusting. They're both a rule When the lover takes her, everybody says it makes stronger the first rumor. Oh, whatever the women were talking and saying that, yeah, it's true. But over here, it's the exact opposite. If the husband takes her back, this nullifies the rumors. If he took her back, he checked into it. He found it wasn't true. So it's kind of interesting that um, uh, we don't like people being uh, committing adultery and, and staying with their spouse. That you, uh, Marriage is a strong bond. You can't commit adultery. And so if it happens, we want them to get divorced. But over here, and we don't, uh, over here where he takes her back, it makes it seem like he must have certainly checked into everything and took her back. So even though we don't advise it, it uh, we, uh, maybe we let them stay together. Whereas in the case where the boil ignored us and married her, 
uh, that does the opposite. That makes it seem like the rumors certainly were credible. And uh, if they were credible, uh, again, we, a lot of times there's no real testimony. Nobody really knows what happened behind closed doors. But uh, if it lends credibility to the rumor, then we try to stop it. So again, we kind of jumped into an interesting discussion, not, not so much to do with Yavamas, other than where we have a certain way in which uh, things should happen, and if it didn't happen that way, when do we make them separate? If the, uh, if the two, uh, two different uh, uh, people that were married to, to the two sisters, and they each one thought, wasn't sure which sister they had, didn't wait for Chalitza, and they jumped the gun, what is the halacha? Okay, Remember moving along. Time? Yeah. On that word we said a few times, uh, there were hanitan, like hanitan, does that word come from the word like taina, like taina's based in like a, there's a claim against, someone was claimed against or something? What is that word, uh, hanitan? So Rashi on that Mishnah, that goes Rashi on Chavdalad Ahmed Beis, uh, five lines, seven lines from the top, he says, Chashid, suspect, Klomer, Shetoyin Olav Divrei Laz. They, they, the word Toyin usually means to load. He's, they, lo- there's all kinds of rumors loaded on him. Oh, so the one, I thought, I thought it was like the word, like a Taina, like if someone has a, a claim against someone. But I guess it could be loaded on him, too. Huh? That was how I understood that, Rashi. Like, he's got loads of rumors. There's loads of... Hmm. The claims on him. There's claims... Uh, well, what's a claim? That they, you know, they, they, people say stories. Why, you know, that uh, he has eyes for her and he's doing something, something's going on and there was this time. There were lots of claims against him. There may be a riot, there may not be a riot. But... Right, right. Um, okay, again, the, uh, technically it's all hearsay, but Rebbe established that there's more than hearsay. There's some times where it looks bad. Again, we're into the section of the, of, uh, the Gemara called Nashim, which deals with all of the... And it's relatively common, once you enter in, we're going to have Gemaras and Gittin, Gemaras and Kedushin. I mean, Yavamas is about marriage, so... Uh, we're opening discussions about marriage, even though it's uh, marriage of a widow. So, uh, but it's not shocking that all of a sudden we're talking about different cases of marriage. So, I maybe get me to say, "Yo, somebody delivers a divorce." Now, you get a divorce. How do you know it's legit? Especially, the problem is that uh, sometimes, if a wife, uh, normally the way a marriage is dissolved is that both sides agree to dissolve the marriage. The worst scenario would be if one side wants to run off with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and so they fake the divorce papers. So it's very important to establish that the divorce papers are legit. So uh, they establish, and not only that, the other problem is that in some areas they didn't have a based in to write the divorce according to the halakha. Like this happens in America all the time, you know, where divorce, the papers are, you know, where they, somebody has a divorce and they have to figure out, was it really written correctly and did they do it right? People live in small town. They have traveling uh, uh, people that come and, and write the divorces. And so uh, sometimes it's hard to track who wrote it. Was it written according? So one of the rules is if it's brought from a, uh, far across the sea, so it has to come with the person to testify who says, he gives testimony, the witnesses testify that it was a legitimate divorce. So now, after he, this witness comes and testifies in Beisdin, 
Guess what? He wants to marry the woman. This looks fishy. You know, the one who's... What? Single witness. Um... Uh, so, yeah. Um, well, the witness is testifying that it was written correctly. But, uh, even if there were two, but, uh, even if there were two and he was one of the two, what, he shouldn't marry the woman. It looks fishy. Is, is this Isurin? Because they'd echo Nehman be Um, let's see. I'm not sure. We're, we're asking here, is it one witness? Is it two witnesses? Only one witness is marrying her, but, Okay. Uh, Mace, uh, what happens if the witness testified uh, that um, the husband died? Or Haraktiv, uh, I killed him. Or Hagnuhu, or they killed him. Lo yises ishto. In those cases, we don't let him marry. Uh, in other words, uh, this woman has been a widow, the husband's across the sea. Someone comes and says, oh, your husband died, let's get married. Right? So we don't do that. Okay. Ryuta says, Haraktiv, uh, if he said, uh, I killed her, lo tenase uh, ishto. She can't get remarried. Uh, because we don't believe him to say, I'm a murderer. We don't believe murderers. So we, basically, if he says that your husband is dead and I murdered him, that's, uh, uh, we, we, you just made yourself invalid to testify. If you would kill somebody, you certainly would lie. Harganuhu, we killed him, or I was in a group... Um, they killed him, so then she can get married. So let's see the Gemara. So, yeah. Just a very quick, it's interesting. You know, it just gives a blanket statement of the Mishnah where, where the murder could have been Bishogate. And because generally, if the guy killed him and, and he was a cold-blooded murderer, he's going to be put to death to go to trial or jail or whatever. But uh, if he's making the statement that I killed him or we killed him, it could easily, it could have definitely been a Shogate case. Uh, why, why, why I, I'm not sure if that's the word used. I think they would have used a different word uh, for a shogeg case. I'm not. Sure. In other words, I think this word implies that it was done on purpose. This, uh, I, I don't know if, there, if you say murder by accident. Oh, I accidentally. Uh, <laughs> I think I used the word killed or died. So I'm not. I'm not sure if the. I think the Hebrew word might uh, might only refer to on purpose. Yeah. That, we'll see in the Gemara. The Gemara's going to talk about all this. Yeah, it's not they. Okay, that we killed him. A group. Okay, thank you. So let's see the Gemara. So going to the first case. The reason is that we can't let him get married is because since the divorce papers came from afar, we're only, the whole legitimacy of that divorce is on this witness. So therefore, it, uh, we can't, we say that he's not impartial. But if the divorce came from another city in Eretz Yisrael, in Eretz Yisrael, we rely on the document. We don't really need the testimony of the witness. Then, so then he could, get, he could marry her. Um, when the uh, testifies that the husband died, we don't rely totally on the witness. In fact, the reason we say we let the woman remarry, normally on one witness we wouldn't let the woman remarry, but we let her remarry over here. Usually a woman, uh, if the husband really didn't die and she remarries, the consequences would be catastrophic. To have the husband come home and find another man in the house, uh, it's going to mess up the old marriage, it's going to mess up the new marriage. So we, we assume that a woman would be very careful to remarry 
uh, she wouldn't remarry on hearsay. Uh, she definitely is going to check into this. Uh, that's a, it's a chazaka, really, that a woman's going to be careful. Tani, and we still say, lo yises ishta, we don't let him marry. Why? We, the, the, the woman would be careful because she, uh, she might end up not being able to marry the new man or the old man. So that mahasam lacha kasva. Over there, there's nothing um, uh, where he says he died. There's nothing, no paper to rely on. Halcha ikaksav. Here, there's a document, there's a divorce. The Tanan, man ben get lamisa, what's the difference between divorce and death? When death, it's just testimony, whereas here, there is a document here. There is a document that, that would allow her to remarry. So then we said, we said in the case where he said the husband died, I killed him, we killed him, they got So, who nihu de lo this implies he, the one who gave the testament, can't marry her, but someone else could. How is it that if he said, uh, I killed him, we are letting her remarry? There, what about if somebody testifies that somebody sodomized me? So if he's testified, uh, somebody sodomizes somebody else is a capital crime. That's, uh, they're not allowed to do that. So if he says he did it against my will, so if there are two witnesses that testified that this person raped a man, Lahargo will kill him. But what happens if he says the Ritzoni? He says that he sodomized me and I, uh, I, I let him. I was happy to, that person said he did it willingly. So Rashahu, that person is admitting that he's a person who has these kind of relations. He's a wicked person. So you can't believe him. So, uh, same thing over here. If this guy says, I'm a murderer, and the one I murdered was your husband, you can't believe him. So, how would we say, all right, you can't believe him to marry, but someone else could? How can you trust him for anything? Maybe we always, the uh, Chazal, we're very... It, it's so funny, because the, um, uh, some, for some reason, people who have agenda, who like to criticize rabbis, they come up with the most ridiculous things. They want to say, well, the rabbis want to make women a gunus. You know, they want to make... The, it's the exact opposite. The halacha was they stretched the halacha as much as possible to allow a woman to remarry because they didn't want her to be a guna. That's well, the, why do they call this guy Russia instead of it being a strange situation? Like uh, this is, with a sodomy? Yeah. Uh, apparently somebody... The sodomy is pretty bad. So, the people in uh, Sodom were, were not known for... You know, they, that's not they, strange. That's just this outright Russia. Right. You know I mean, it's not right. Right. It's like, uh, yeah. So, um, uh, so the Adis Isha in general. It says Ritsoni, meaning this is somebody who's admitting to do something that's pretty mm-hmm. serious. So. Yeah. Um, so the Adis Isha. Where's the strange if nobody's admitting to it? Yeah. Why, why, why are you using the word strange? Which case? Yeah, uh, where is it? Makor, yeah, Makor. Oh, so that's ugly. Over there, it's an ugly rumor, meaning that it's, it was a very right. strong but rumor. It's, but it's not a, it's not a, admission. it's not a testimony. There's no admission. Yeah, yeah he, he said that he, the mailman, he's gone. He's not there. He didn't stick around, and she doesn't admit anything. And so it just, it looks very ugly over there. Whereas over here, you have somebody saying this took place, uh, but he says that. Mm-hmm. It's on the basis of his own testimony, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. And the Gemara calls him a Russia. That's uh, that's part of the discussion. Uh, where do I see this? Um, they talk about that. 
Um, Tosos, uh, uh, Tosos mentions it also briefly. Um, that's a, that's a. It's in a few lines. What? Yeah. It's in a few lines. Okay. So, um, but the more question is maybe the reason we let her remarry is because we're more lenient for um, Adesisha, as I was starting to say. The Kilabay Rabbanim, Amar Menasha. And where do we see? Um, uh, even though we're more lenient, it depends. So, Gezel Divrayim Kashul Adesisha. If a person is a rabbinic crook, uh, meaning that Mina Torah, the, the, uh, the rabbinic crook. So, uh, they, they we're talking about a professional gambler. So if you're in a certain, it used to be if you were a used car salesman, they used to say like, you know, none of them are honest. You know, there's, there's certain things that, you know, people, they still say that. They still say that? Okay. <laughs> right. So, uh, so uh, that's a rabbinic crook, meaning the rabbis instituted that they uh, can't believe them. So for, uh, if this, the only way a woman can remarry and the only witness we have is that used car salesman, Kashal show, or they, Rashi says it's a gambler. It's a person that does the pigeon races. Today it would be the horse races. Top Rashi is the, is the one who throws the dice. Apparently these people are always uh, losing money and, and lying and swearing, and it's all part of that industry of uh, professional gambling. Is, uh, you know, I'll make you a bet. I said this. I didn't say that. Uh, he has money to pay. He says, I promise I'll pay. It's the whole industry just... Uh, People who do that, the rabbis instituted that we shouldn't accept testimony from them, even if they say, oh, I never lied in my life. That's the biggest lie, right? So um, that's called gezedev rev. So for women's testimony, if one of them says your husband died, we'll let them gezedev Torah, whereas a gazlan devar Torah, a person who definitely is a crook, so uh, 100% bonafide lost their, their uh, trust where apostle Adesisha. So, name a Rebbe Nashid, Amok Rebbe Yehuda. Does he agree with uh, Rebbe Yehuda over here? That's why he can't be believed. I can even work out like they're atzmo. The reason you can't believe him over here is because a person is related to himself. Uh, uh, normally, if you testify about somebody, you can't be related to the person you testify about. It has to be that you're totally impartial. A person, when they testify about themselves, is not impartial. You, you certainly have your own agenda in mind. And, uh, that's, uh, yeah, th- thank you, Richard. The person can't make themselves a Russia. So uh, that's why we won't accept his testimony. Is he fit in with Rabbi Yehuda? Basically, uh, our Gemara previously, we're trying to make it fit into another argument, and we're saying, no, it's not connected. We're more lenient over here. And Rabbi Menashe fits in with Rabbi Yehuda. Again, the question is, believing this person who said, I murdered the, uh, the man. So then we said, she could get married. Why is there a difference? What's the difference if I killed him or they killed him? So we're saying if I killed him, he's a Russia. If we killed him, fine. It's not just you. Why? Even if you're in a group, we wouldn't allow you're a Russia. So No, he didn't say I killed him. He says I was with the murderers. So he's not a Russia. He's just saying, I happen to be there. 
Yeah, so he'd be an aide. So we wanted to make him invalid because if he actually killed them, he's a, so our our answer is he didn't say I was from the ones that killed them. He's just saying I was there. Vahatanya, uh, and Umar says um, Umar has a question. Didn't we learn Amrlo the Rebbe Yehuda Maisa Belistim Echad? It once happened with a certain gangster Shiyotze Laharuk. And he was taken out to be executed by Kaputikia in the place of Kaputikia. I think that's on the risk game, Kaputikia. It's a certain country. So the guy that was the, the gangster that was the Jewish gangster that was being taken out to be killed because he was a gangster, the, he uh, saw the Jewish witnesses that were there. So he called out to them. He said, ben Cohen. Go tell the wife of Shimon ben Kohen ani Arakti is Bali. I I I killed her husband, uh, so uh, now she can get married. Uh, when did I kill him? I killed him as soon as that, when I came to the city of Lud or Lud, or that's when he said it. So you had the testimony of a person on death row who was a murderer himself, and he testified that he dumped that he he killed her husband. They said, oh, good. They let her remarry based on that because they couldn't find the body. But based on the testimony, they let her remarry. So you see from here that you do believe murderers to testify that uh, they killed someone. That's not a good proof. Maybe you didn't hear the rest of the story. He didn't say, I murdered him. He said, He said, I was there together with the people that murdered him. I but didn't we say this guy was a crook? So Morris says, no, listus. He was grabbed with, uh, he, you know, hang around with robbers, then you get, uh, sometimes they, they get uh, together. Ah, the Yotzahari, but didn't they say they were going to kill him? So that must mean that he really was a bad guy. Morris said, not necessarily. We're talking about a Gentile court, the low they, They're not so careful. They, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll kill them all. So again, the question was bringing a proof to this case where a person testifies that he killed the wife, uh, killed the husband. Can the wife remarry? Uh, we're saying that he shouldn't remarry because we, uh, but, but she could remarry based on that testimony to somebody else. The question is, uh, uh, what is that case exactly? Okay, new Mishnah. Uh, what happens? The wife gets angry with the husband, and so. Uh, she swears that she's never going to do anything for him again. She's never, that's the last time. You do your own laundry, right? You do your own supper. So the problem is a vow is binding. So they can't stay married. So they go to the rabbi, and uh, the rabbi says, I can't do anything for you. This is a valid vow. He forbids the woman to stay married, al-bala. So, and then she gets divorced, and then the Chacham says, now you can marry me. How is that? They shouldn't do that. Because it looks like he, uh, he, he, uh, he had this something in mind. Now, what happens if the woman was a, uh, a, married as a minor, and she's coming to court to reject uh, the husband? Or get chalitza. And he's in the Beisdin that allowed her to remarry, so then he's allowed to marry. Neshehu Beisdin. It's not just, he's just part of the group. He's not the only one. Let's see the Gemara. He wouldn't have to recuse himself? No. Uh, right. In other words, he can be part of the base in that 
had the chalitza ceremony, and then he could go marry her. Yeah. What what you're saying is he shouldn't be allowed to marry her because he was the one involved in releasing her, right? right. So, but we're saying that since he was only a third, we're letting him. That's basically what we're saying, <laughs> is that he was he was part of, when he's part of a base, then we don't suspect that he got the other two to be in cahoots. Uh, that this is part of a legitimate based in, and it was more of a process over here. So the Lord said, "Hatira Yisena." We said, uh, "If he, uh, what happened if he took af- off her vow?" And then the husband died, so then he could get married. Let's see, Rashi. In other words, it's only because he's the reason that they got divorced, so then he shouldn't be the one to marry her. But if it just happened to be he he permitted certain vows for the woman, uh, that's not a problem. You said, "What's Elaine Bechad?" If there's only one wit, only one person on the basin to release the vow, could one witness release a vow? You need three people. If you want to release a vow, you got to get three people together. And if there's three people, what's the problem? Our question is on the case of the vow. The assumption here is that the vow needs a basin just like the Mian or the Chalitza needs a Beisdin. And if that's true, uh, he should be allowed to marry her even if he forbid the vow. No, really, there is a case where one person can deal with the vow. If he's a total expert, then uh, you don't need a whole Beisdin. So here also, the case with the vow was they went to one person. If it's one person and he messes up the marriage, he can't be the one to marry the woman. Uh, but when there's three, we said we do allow it. Mina Oshakolta. Time in the basin. It has to be at least three. Habitray, what if it's two? No, then uh, that implies only because there's three, and he's only one of three, then we allow him to marry. But if he's one of two, we wouldn't. My what about the following case? What happens if there are witnesses on a document or on a divorce? We would let them, uh, one of them, marry them or buy the field because uh, there's two witnesses. So even with two, uh, we see that that's enough. So uh, that, uh, what are we saying that you have to have three? So the Morris said, Zuhi Gufa Kamash Mulan. No, actually, that's not what it's coming to tell you over there. That's Lafukiman Dorm Mimivne Shnayim. There just there is a view when the, the girl comes to Basin to say she wants out of the marriage. The question is, does how big does the basin have to be? There is a view that even a basin of two. There's no argument over there. You need three, an odd number, so because there might be two different opinions. And you need three to have a two to one. Mm-hmm. But for me, and they're, it's just a uh, taking testimony. So I would have thought two is good. Kamash Mulan, me and the Gimel. But we're not really dealing with the issue of, of whether the, the member of that basin could remarry or not. Iboilahu. What happens if the uh, uh, this person that uh, the sage that permitted her vow married her afterwards? Would we make them get div- get him divorced or not? Rav Kahana Omar Kodes He says yes. Ravashi says no. So Tani Lahu Rav Zuti Dibe Rav Papa Kedivah Omar Kodes Enimah. He doesn't have to get divorced. Omar Le Rabban Ravashi Gemara Sfara. He says why is that? Is it do you have a tradition like that or are you saying a logic? 
Isn't it in our Mishnah? In our Mishnah, we learned if somebody was suspect that they committed adultery with a shift, uh, not adultery, they committed uh, um, an offense of having relations with a servant or with a non Jew, and that non Jew converts or the servant is free, they shouldn't marry them because they're letting credibility that it's really true. But if they married them, we don't. So, what do you see as we turn to tomorrow's page? Alma Bernana Lomafkinen. Sounds like Ranana, but a Renan is a rumor. You see that if the only issue is a rumor, you don't make them get divorced. What we're saying over here that this rabbi only uh, uh, wouldn't release the vow because he wanted them to get that's also rumors. Based on a rumor, we can't uh, separate a marriage. Let's see the Rashi on tomorrow's page, Shabbos's page, Beranana. Uh, just because people are saying all kinds of rumors, we don't force them to get divorced. But this is different than the case where it was a married woman. Because there, the husband got divorced because of this. That, over there, there's an intrinsic problem. That the husband gets divorced and then uh, based on that he felt there was credible testimony she committed adultery, and that means the new guy can't marry her, and then he goes and takes her. We really can't allow that to stand. Whereas over here, uh, there, there were rumors that uh, the, he was friendly with the servant, or the maidservant, or the non-Jew, and they converted. So, again, we don't like the looks of it, but based on just rumors, we're not going to, but over there, it's more than rumors. Okay, we will stop.